Hey everybody, welcome to episode 8 of the Balance Your Music Podcast. This is your host, Ingrid Wood. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe. Also, make sure you go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to that new YouTube channel. Just look up the Balance Your Music Podcast, or the, the link will be in the description of this episode. This right here is a ghost note episode, meaning it's a little bit shorter. Um, there's no segments, a little more free. Here's the last installment with um with musician and producer hazmat talk box but on this part of our conversation he talks about what the music scene is like in detroit how he grew his resume or his musical resume i should say and really you know just how he got involved and started in music what his influences were so let's go ahead and step into the balance room we got a lot of r&b spots here detroit musicians make a lot of uh different versions of songs we will remix something on the spot. We're just able to create different things. And, and these clubs, sometimes they allow us to do these things and we can kind of have a little fun. But when I started out, The Limit was a, a really small little club. We would come in and there was a group called The Edge there. And they were a little older than us. They were like our uncles that came up over us. Mm-hmm. And in Detroit, you can get on, you could do a couple of different things, whatever, but you still need validation from old school. Old school, somebody from the old school got to say, hey, this cat is raw. This, you know, hey, call, call, call this dude. He's nice. If you don't have that, you might work, but you ain't going to be working. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to get in. David Lee, who's um one of the, um I guess, like second generation funk- Funkadelic keyboardists, he was actually involved with uh, creating Atomic Dog. And he's a keyboardist on that. He had a band there. And... He kind of took me under his wing and would show me different things. It just was really cool. And they played a lot of old school R&B type of stuff. When, when my cats came along, like Marcus Hunter and Mike Harrington and um, Dee Sambada and Bam and uh, Dee Sorrell and uh, Tulsa, Anthony Tulsa, when we started coming up and uh, and my boy Mac Dirty, we uh, we had to take those songs and update them a little bit, put our funk on them, put our spin on them. And they liked it. I mean, it was a different. They were playing the record, and we were playing the record with the new D boy spin on it. So um, we were able to kind of get in where we fit in, and we have validation from our older uncles. And you know, it's it's just like a spot of it's a make or break city. Seriously, like whack people can work here, and they can make pretty decent money here, but they will never ever rise to like nothing of no. You know, we you know it's it's it is a, it's a clicky. And it's a lot of dog eat dog, but we love each other and we have a brotherhood and we have a bond and we have a, a musical legacy um, that's been passed down for like 50 years now, 50, 60 years of cats, you know, sending down this, sending down the next generation and showing them how to do this, you know, so it really is a legacy. I've been playing piano since I was like four years old. I went to a school called Detroit Open School. Uh, shout out to everybody from that school and my people there. I had a teacher named Miss Bohoric, and she was like really trying to get me to like, I, I bucked all my teachers. I didn't want nothing to do with like classical music or anything like that. But she was trying to get me to learn how to read music and do different things. But I just wanted to play the piano because it was fun. It was something different for me. I wasn't really trying to hear other influences and other different things like that. It was fun. I wanted to play what I wanted to play. And over time, when I was auditioning to go to DSA, when I was getting ready to go to my ninth grade year, uh, my auntie Roberta, 
she's let me come and practice on her piano. And my auntie, um, auntie Nisi would let me come and play on her piano and bang on her drums and all that stuff. And I was able to practice and kind of get my chops up. And um, I was ready to audition for off for DSA. And that's really when I really got serious about playing and trying to be a professional because they weren't playing. It was like going to fame, basically. And, you know, uh, it was it was serious. And we had a very intense audition. It was just the grace of God. I didn't know where none of these notes were on the staff. And the dude was like, what's this note? And I was like, F is a correct. I'm like, what's this note? G. I'm like, yeah. And I was just calling out random notes. And, and they, was, they was all right. So God wanted me to be in this place. And I was able to go there and flourish. And uh, I had a teacher named Mr. Quick. And Mr. Shale and Mr. Cavallero, they all kind of let me um, just kind of explore my style. I started doing that. And then I wanted to play for everybody. I wanted to get my resume up. And I started um, playing at the limit. And anybody comes through there, like anybody from out of town comes through there and they might hear you play. Hey, man, you want to jump on this tour? You got a passport? Yeah, that type of stuff happens. So I just stuck with it and uh, God allowed me to, to see the world through my through my gift. I was a self-taught kind of keyboardist. So I wanted to just, uh, I would just get tapes and listen to them on the back porch and learn how to play music like that. But when I got around, some actual teachers was like, look, no, do it like this. Initially, I was like, no, hell no. Nah. But um, they were able to get me to a place mentally where I needed to be. And uh, I thank each and every one of them for dealing with me and putting up with me. They were very uh, influential, um, especially uh, Mr. Quick. He allowed me to uh, really flourish as a jazz, young, budding jazz musician. He would give a, he would call us and give us gigs sometimes at school. Somebody would be like, hey, do you guys have a little combo or something? And, you know, he'll hook something up for us. And uh, he, he just kind of let me do what I needed to do. I had another teacher named Mr. Shell, who was my initial piano teacher. He was straight classical. I mean, if it wasn't written on the page, he had no idea what he was doing. Like, it was like, oh, he literally would start sweating, seriously. He didn't know what to, what to do. And he wanted me to kind of be like that. And I should have listened. I would have been a much better musician if I would have listened to him and just at least tried to embrace what he was trying to do. But, you know, we were just from two different worlds. But his diligence and his just wanting for me to bud as a musician, he just was like, look, I used to bring my keyboard to school because I didn't want to play none of that stuff. I wanted to just do me. I wanted to track. I had a, a Yamaha PSR 525. And I could record four tracks on that mug, and that's what I wanted to do. So he would say, you know, Walter, you know, why don't you just go on ahead, take your keyboard, you go over there, you do what you do. I put my headphones on, and I go to work. And, I, you know, he allowed me to just be me. My teachers, they gave me a platform to do what I wanted to do, and it kind of really helped me to, to develop a style. And I really do thank them for that. They were very instrumental in just kind of, allowing me to have creative space I've, I've been blessed to play with a lot of with a lot of acts and open up for some big acts and be a part of some different projects stuff like that so you know i don't like to brag or nothing like that but um as a musician you have to have that stage in your life where you're building a resume because you want people to think that you're a credible commodity to their particular group more recently i've been able to tour with uh the four tops uh, as their principal keyboardist and um and the spinners so some of those groups, uh, some of these older groups, they still out here on the road. There's some OGs out here doing it. You know, you soak up a lot of game from – you can't soak up as much game from doing a pop gig as you can from being on a tour bus with Duke Fakir, you know what I'm saying, or somebody like that, or 
some of these individuals that are still in the game, been in the game 70, 60 something, 70 years, you know, you soak up some game and, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. It was a cool gig. I, I recently, um, I relinquished my, my chair and the four tops because I wanted to, and I, I believe I had poured everything I could pour into their legacy, you know, and it was definitely time for me to really cut into what I want to do. So I started doing that and uh, full time. Well, you all, we are about to get out of here. Um, but first I want to say hazmat. I, I thank you for accepting my invitation into the balance room. I enjoyed you. Um, I know the listeners enjoyed you. If you all would like to get in contact with hazmat or um you just want to keep up with him and everything he's doing all of his information will be available in the description of this episode and um and also you know you can always go on to the website just look in episode any of the episodes six seven or eight and all of his information will be in those episodes on the website thebalanceroom.com to you all the listeners i definitely appreciate you all i'm grateful for you all if you all weren't there i would really just be talking to myself so so i appreciate you uh please make sure that you share this that you subscribe tell people about it post it on your social media please um i can't i, I literally can't do this without you so i need your help in order to help grow the podcast and let people know if you do listen to this podcast on itunes and you like it Please leave a review. Those are reviews. They help it. Uh, they help it be more visible in the search engine when people look for podcasts. So please do that. That helps as well. Until next time. God bless. Take care and stay balanced. Hey, this is Hazmat Talkbox, and you're listening to the Balance Room Music Podcast. <laughs>